Hey there! Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits, coming to you from the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Hey everybody, this is Liza, and uh, I am wearing a very brightly colored shirt today. I wonder why. (laughs) Why would you be so brightly colored? Well, funny you should ask. Uh, Yeah, because uh, today is, it's Pride Celebration here in Santa Cruz. And I wanted to make sure everyone knew I was gay. Yes, happy pride. So I put on a very, very gay shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't come much gayer than this, you have to admit. But uh, I was surprised you didn't have Evil Knievel going. I know, you that look, was you the other choice. just as gay and Evil Knievel, <laughs> just so you know. I know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that was the other choice. Uh, but let is, let's get to who is here with us um, on the classy girl couch. Rocking the motorcycles and Misfits t-shirt. It's Miss Emma. Hello, darlings. And I am wearing a leopard printer underpant and a <laughs> one blue sock. <laughs> and it's wet. <laughs> <laughs> and where is the sock? <laughs> Not telling. So, uh, no, hello, darlings. Yesterday, um, we had a lovely day and we're going to get into what we've done but we've had an action-packed thrilling day got a lot done didn't we it was it was it was it was was a fun day it was a good day chock full of stuff uh coming in uh hot and sweaty as usual it's naked jim i'm not hot or sweaty you are hot jim i was in leather though that was pretty cool (laughs) okay well said john i'll take your your swat and hetty (laughs) hot and breathing gaelic yeah i know (laughs) hey what's up party people happy pride yeah. yeah. Right on. And, uh, well, I've been saving the best for last. Oh, Bagel will be coming in. He's at a rally. He's now he's part of a club. Patch, no, he's he's club. rallying cool himself. Good for him. Good for him. Um, so he'll be coming in late, but somebody who you haven't heard in a while, he's back. And, of course, we celebrated his return. We did. With a Stumpy John Appreciation Day. It's Stumpy John. <laughs> it is. And I've got glitter in places I never knew I had before. <laughs> it's hard to explain to the wife when it's on the inside of your shirt, John. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, boy, we started out early this morning and uh, everyone showed up for the Pride Parade. Um, this is something we do every year. Normally in a Pride Parade, it's the Dykes on Bikes. But in this one, it is the Dyke, that's me, and all my friends. And we put on a show. Boy, do we. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Now, John, this was your first, first Pride celebration. Yep. What did you think? It was, a, it was a hoot. I had so much fun passing out passing out beads and doing circles in the street and beeping at everybody and waving. It was, it was cool. It was a day of like love and joy. There's like so many kids, so we bring bead, little bead necklaces to get. You out took all the, the kids though. That was that was frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> uh, to all, it's really it's just a big family event, just fun. Everyone cheering you on, and you can do the dumbest thing on a motorcycle, and they get excited. I was just jumping up and down. Yeah, that's people they were, were scared. Were <laughs> they were like, "Jesus, look out! Oh my god!" Yeah, uh, yeah. Nobody ate it, so that was good. <clears throat> Yeah. I opted for the Africa Twin. <clears throat> I was going to say the DCT, I think, would be ideal for such a parade uh, demonstration, I could say. 
Yeah, it worked out well. Normally, I'd take the scooter or something easier to kind right. of flip around in the streets. But I thought this year, bigger is better. Well, you had to have a way to hang the disco ball. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a boom box on the front. And I had a, I had some ABBA plane. And I had a PVC contraption holding a disco ball over my head. <laughs> it was well done. Which is fine until I, until I started standing up and bouncing. I kept bouncing my head off of the disco ball. Um, but we had... Quite quite an array of people, including little Enzo. Yeah. Who's uh, not so little Enzo's, anymore. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's thir- a, 13. He's a man-child now. One, one of my kids, as I say, he's 13, riding with us. And we had scooters. We had the Harley. We yes. had sport bikes. We had dirt bikes. We had everything. And, and we put on a show. But the first thing that happens is everyone comes to the garage, and I bring out the big, big bag of gay. Yeah, bag of gay was on, on the yeah, over by the bag tent. Bag gay is things. It's, there's bow ties and suspenders yeah. and hats and feather boas and you name it. And we 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 had to gay up John a little bit. John showed up uh, like was, he was ready for the distinguished gentleman's actually, ride. You know, you looked exactly ready to do the DGR. Oh well, yeah. I think John gayed up the best out of everyone. I did honestly. gate up. I take people, people, people were taking pictures of him. He looked good. Well, John, it doesn't take it, much to make you a bear. I, yeah, it's true. It's true. You, change, you even changed your pants. Yeah, I did. He had to change his. Pants. I did. <laughs> I got too excited. <laughs> you know what, what, what? I peed a little bit. <laughs> a wet bit peed come out. <laughs> I, what I love about uh, and it seems to happen every year is if you go to the web page and you're going to participate in the parade, there's a whole process you go through. It's a permitting <laughs> process. If you have more than X amount of people, you have to have someone that's like your guardian or Register whatever. All this like show stuff, your license. What's well, legit? You have like. SF Cheers down there, which is, you know, like grown-ups doing cheer. And, so it's a big, it's kind of a big deal. And we just gate crash. And, yeah, and, and Liza just full-on bum rushes the thing. We just go basically down to ground zero in a pack of gay. Yeah, people are assembling all morning, and there's a lot of volunteers and people organizing this event with clipboards and trying to trying to herd all these people together and we just show up you get in the front <laughs> and go right to the front and they're all like oh i think you need to i'm like and i just i put my hand on their shoulder and say trust me we got this just let it happen <laughs> and it did and the magic <laughs> unfolded i think it's a great way to start a parade so well, yeah. yeah there was the one lady who's like um um you have to go behind these kids they're gonna lead the parade i'm like not if you want them run over <laughs> Can they run faster than I can ride? <laughs> to the front you go. Yeah. So yeah, very well attended. There were a yeah. bunch of people mm-hmm. down there. So we had a, we had a lot of fun. We rode. Uh, John gate up. I gated up. <laughs> but you know what? It is just a uh, just a fun just a fun. Lots of love and support mm-hmm. and people cheering and smiling and having a good time. And it was it was very misfitty the ride itself because everyone had their own flavor of what they wore yeah. and. Uh, I'm not sure who who wants to describe Miss Emma's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it was like half of an outfit. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. I will admit you're a bunny. You're yeah, a lovely a, little, <laughs> a lovely little bunny. <laughs> Less than a little bunny. <laughs> you, it was this giant size blue bunny trollop. You trollop. <laughs> but yeah. Ride, riding a Harley Davidson <laughs> Superglide, um, and you matched it too. They were both no, blue, okay, yeah, blue. it was a well, sea of blue. But, but no, I mean, we had a we had a lovely an eclectic time. group. I want to say extra points for riding a Harley in heels. Yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I think what all the bikes we had, they had the Harley, we had the Honda Africa Twin. Had my Coleman scooters. Oh my God, Coleman. 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 That <laughs> Coleman is always seems on the verge of killing you. Oh, it's, it's like it's like riding a rototiller. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it just, it sounds dangerous. It looks oh, dangerous. It's a head turner at, at, at two feet off the ground. Yeah. But we had that. We had sport bikes. Doug had his supermoto or dirt bike, I think. Dirt bike. Yeah. yeah. It was a KLR. Super- hey. KLR, yes. yes. And yeah. the scooters, like you mentioned. So it was a very eclectic group representation. It was a good uh, Very inclusive, I would but say. But we, we put on a show. Well, you know, I mean, and that's what we preach down at the garage, just inclusivity. Show mm-hmm. up at the garage, you're going to be welcome. Yep. Yep. Although the, the almost naked old man completely spray-painted in gold on roller <laughs> skates, <laughs> on roller skates with the disco music, did tell me to slow down at one point. <laughs> well, I'm sure you needed to. I, was like, I think he complained to me about the uh, the exhaust, too. Mm. Mm. Eh, well, anyway, it, good day. And the tree fun. people, we did see. I don't know what they were, but those tree people. Did you see them? Well, they looked great. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Mm. It was a good day. There was, like I said, there was lots of love. In fact, somebody loved my mini bike so much. They took it home. <laughs> they took it home. <laughs> wah wah! The yeah. little electric oh, well. mini bike got parked downtown because uh, I let Enzo the kid ride it, <clears throat> and it got stolen. Somebody helped themselves, which is frustrating. But you know what? We've had a lot of fun. It, it lived its life here, had its uses. It's okay. Well, I'm okay with that. Are you sure you're okay with it? Yeah, because now I can just well, buy something else. No one got hurt. So just <laughs> because the helmet that Enzo was wearing. That's what hurt more. Yeah, the Enzo was the disco ball helmet that like dropped on the ground and split in half. So <laughs> Enzo's no, yeah. experience could have been much like, worse. Oh, I thought he broke some in the mirrors. No, the helmet split in half. If you bought one of those disco ball helmets off the Big internet surprise. heads up <laughs> yeah it'll split in half yeah but um good time and you know you get all different types there are all different types of people in the lgbtq community <coughs> and um it just reminds me of really of motorcycles there's all different of huge variety of motorcycles huge variety of lgbtq community I thought it'd be fun if we play a little game and try and draw some comparisons between them. Yes, Jim is shaking his head like this is a bad <laughs> idea. I am all pinching right. the bridge of my nose now. All right, this is very well, simple. I, no, I think we all are. Yeah. But nevertheless, we need to humanize it. This she's, is a very simple. She's story. bigger than us, and she will smite us mightily. I really I shouldn't even so, apologize. I know better than to do this. So I have I a will. list of and uh, you're checking it twice. LGBTQ stereotypes. I'm going to list one off, and I want you guys to tell me which bike you think best matches that stereotype. Okay. Okay. Let's give it a, give it a shot. All right. So I'm just going to say, let's start with a bull dike. Okay. Then what, why don't you give us a few adjectives to, to start with? We all have oh, a picture. A bull dike. On my so the- yeah, that's going to be lots of leather. I think it's definitely going to be a Harley. Um, um, what was it? What, uh, Harley. What's the night train? Nightster. Nightster? No, Nightster? I, no, I think like a, I think a fat bob, because I'm, mm. you know, I'm, I'm going back to the whole Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator on the fat bob. That wasn't a fat bob. I'm thinking. Oh, it was a fat boy. Fat boy. I think. Fat that's boy. A, that's the one I meant. Fat, fat boy. A fat boy. I'm thinking. Think I'm thinking Dinah though too. I, I, no, I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna go. I think a Harley fat boy is. The bull dyke, of, yes, of the motorcycle world. I will. I will take a completely different tact. Yeah, I think I could picture a bull dyke riding atop a riding atop a red, white, and blue schemed uh, Honda Africa Twin, Liza. <laughs> <laughs> no hanging fruit, or an Amigo scooter, uh, or an Amigo scooter, <laughs> or an Amigo. Uh, okay. Bull dykes ride whatever, whatever the fuck they want. 
Well, let's try another one. Okay. Uh, this is be the one that that uh, that, that John was representing <laughs> a bear. Oh, what what is the bear? So for those who don't know, certain scooter a, a maybe bear would be a large hairy man with big beard and just hair. That's uh, that that is what a, a bear is in the community. So what would be a big um, ooh big furry? Uh, are we thinking like a gold wing? Maybe mm-hmm. lots of stuff. On it, I'm thinking more more like V Star. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like a V Star, no, no. they make like I a twelve hundred V Max. No, no, that's a little more edgy, a little more leathery, more like bond, I think, a little no, more bondage. I, I think like a V Star sixteen hundred, a, a V Star sixteen hundred, or a Diablo. No, that would be a, a Roadster. Yeah, a Roadster, but that that generate that Yamaha, right? Yeah, the generation of Yamaha. It's because okay, it's not okay. a Harley. It's a little smarter than a Harley. Mm-hmm. Um, like so, and also the definition is they look big and tough, but they're really just a big teddy bear. There you go. Yeah, there you go. V Star. V Star. Right. V Star would be an eleven hundred or thirteen hundred. Yeah. Okay. V Star thirteen hundred. Okay. Okay. All right. How about a, a Twink? <laughs> I, I didn't even say that. So but Twink I, would be a young, hairless, mm-hmm. skinny little guy. Mm-hmm. Now, what about a zero? A grom. No, friggin' Grom. <laughs> yeah. A Grom's close. Hang a on. Friggin' man. Grom. A Grom. You nailed that one. No, it's just, it's Grom, Grom all the way. Or a Z125 yeah, yeah, yeah. if they've got. I think it, no, no, that gets into little person territory. No, how, about a, how about like a, C, a CBR? Do they make a three, like a CBR 300? They do a CBR 300. So there's my twink bike. No, I think. I think my twink bike is a Grom, but if they've yeah. got a tiny, tiny little wispy mustache, Z125 Pro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that still gets into little person territory. No, I mean, it's a full-size bike, but, you know. <laughs> All right. How about um, a flamer? Mm. Oh, God, I hate well, to say it. So this would be going. very extravagant. PC-800. Uh, no. I hate to say that's it. That's a giant marshmallow. We need something with oh, what about a Vespa? lots of... Uh, no, I'm thinking more like custom chopper, like a Jesse James chopper. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Oh, one of the Chuckles oh. creations. A West Coast, yes, no, orange, West no, Coast orange, orange County choppers. Orange County, anything choppers. by Orange, orange County, County choppers. I'm going to get knifed on the way home. <laughs> okay, how about um, the cl- the closeted individual? Mm. A BMW of some sort. This oh, might yeah. be the, yeah, this yeah. might no. be a Southern preacher. Oh, you know, with his linen suit and loafers. Yeah, no and a family. BMW, no, yeah. So wait, what was the category again? It was oh, hit closet, closet. Yeah, closet. Some, some which BMW, BMW though? The RS. Some Ooh. sort of like one of the BMW R eleven hundred RT. Yes, yes. I, I had one of those. in minty green metallic. Yeah. <laughs> Mint, yeah. That's exactly what I had. Yeah, mint green metallic R eleven hundred RT. And if you went out with that person, you would have filet mignon before you got taken to pound oh, town. Exactly. Oh, my God. oh, oh my care God. to join me for some champers <laughs> and filet mignon? Oh, only if we're going to pound town. Okay, how about <laughs> how about the bisexual? Mm. Somebody oh, who doesn't yeah. really fit into either category, but uh, KLR. <laughs> oh no! There you go. Wait a minute. Yeah, Tenere seven hundred. No, no, Somebody no, no, I think, I think, I think can sexier. fit in anywhere. I think Tucker would have words with you about that. No, I'm going to go with one of those one of those badass seven oh ones. 
What's that one? The oh, flat Schwart, Schwartbillen. The Schwartbillen. Oh, is the bisexual? As a fucking, oh, yeah, but, but like more straight edgy with the... With they the, can play on both teams? Yeah, but like the, not... not Edgier. The ones with the uh, flat top haircut that are all like kind of wiry and look like they cut you. What? Wow. Sorry, I went down that, a hole there. Yeah, you should kind of did. <laughs> so hold on, hold on. This will be the one that plays on both teams that can so equally fit in in two different arenas. So it should be a dual sport. I still like my edgy one, so I'll go with the Honda CRF450RL. Like the one that can like beat you a pool and what about punch a you in the mouth. CB500. CB500. Oh, yeah, there you go. CB500X. CB500X. Is the bisexual. Yep. Okay. Yeah, there you okay. go. Got one more. <clears throat> the non binary person. Ooh. We'll bet that be the Safatillion. <laughs> you know, I think so. <laughs> no, I, the most androgynous. No, I gotta be honest. <laughs> no, I gotta be honest with you. I think that's the VMAX. I think that's the VMAX. No, the that's way too masculine. What about a Bonneville? PC the, the newer ones. Oh, actually, you know, a newer yeah. Bonneville? Yes. It'd have to be one of the liquid cool Bonnevilles, right. though. The 2018 up. Bonnevilles. 900. Are, don't really associate as masculine or feminine. Yeah, right. Men and women both love them. What about the like Rebel 300? I'm, I'm kind of liking the Bonneville. I yeah, think, no, I think yeah. we have our answer. Okay. Yeah. It's not and, a girl bike. It's not a boy and bike. And it starts with Bona. I, I think that that is perfect. So it would be a Bonaville. Well, there you go. So if you have any of those <laughs> Any bikes, complaints, you can email uh, Phil at clevelandmoto.com. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, Love you, Phil. I wanted to give a big shout out to some misfit friends of ours, Alfredo and Sam. Yes, the uh, world travelers. Yeah. Jim, you've been following them. Where are they doing? Yeah. Where, where are they? Yeah, it's been fun. They've been posting a lot. So they're... Um, podcast you know listeners and friends of the garage and and all that and they're always Num around. nuts yeah always around for the fun stuff and they've been at isle of man so oh, wow. shout out to them it right looks on. like they made the most of it they've been there for like a week or more maybe right and now know. they're in county donegal in the isle of ireland eh. because the isle of man's over so mm. now they're in county donegal hanging out with irish people and drinking and shout a out great amount <laughs> For sporting the motorcycles and misfits gear. Over oh, there. wherever they Thanks, go. Guys. They were getting yeah. tattooed, you know, in the other motorcycles and misfits. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Representing. Cheers. Yeah, Ooh. well done. And joining us from, back from a ride, it's Bagel. Fresh off the road. <laughs> How <laughs> to you. Oh, look, he's all hyped up and everything. How was the rally, Bagel? Oh, it was great. Had a wonderful time down in Eureka. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, had had a good turnout. Uh, some great rides through the redwoods and some camping and tri-tip and all kinds of good stuff. Oh yeah, you got to have tri-tip. That's just what tops it off. Yeah. Nice. Well, cool. Well, um, Bagel, I don't know if you notice who's here with us. He's back. Yes. Hey, Stumpy. hi, Bagel. Stumpy John is Howdy. back. Dumptastic. Welcome, welcome back. Thank you. So I mentioned earlier that it was Stumpy John Appreciation Day. John, oh. mm -hmm. how was your day? It was incredible. I was completely blown away. Incredible. I wondered why we, you know, we came to the garage and we did the we did the parade, and then I zipped home. Dogs, blah blah blah, and I'm getting phone calls. First thing Emma says, "Be back here by one." I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." I didn't know it was that <laughs> that specific. And then I'm getting phone calls, so I'm like, "I don't know what's going on." But it was. Uh, I, it was we were planning else. a party on your behalf, and you were not attending. <laughs> exactly. So we started the party without you. Yep. Yes. 
So Stumpy John Appreciation Day. Oh. So Stumpy John has had a rough year, a lot of things going on. We'll get into some of that in a second. And uh, I've done this from time to time for people that I really want to show how much I appreciate everything mm. they do and bring to the garage. Um, mm. I've done it for Doug, for Emma, for Zach, for people who really contribute and help a lot. Jim, I don't think I've done a Jim Appreciation Day, right? No, no, you never do anything like I that. I let you buy me dinner, you so this is the same thing. Yeah, you keep me um, on a chain. <laughs> but I wanted uh, Stumpy John to know, you know, uh, how much he, uh, he means to our community. I appreciate and, that. Um, so in, in honor of Stumpy <laughs> John Appreciation Day, and I don't think he was even really catching on everything. No. First thing we did. So I had like, I had um, sausages and cupcakes, some food for the crowd. We had a really big crowd today. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, big, big crowd. Turnout. And uh, I started secretly handing out uh, glasses like mm-hmm. that John wears and fake beards, <laughs> and we're secretly handing them out. I had my henchman handing them out. Some people look better in beards than others. Some of, they let's just face they look like merkins on our faces. Uh, that's what it <laughs> really might, might be. A little bit it covers a lot. <laughs> yeah, and Stumpy John sees me come out of the garage with a beard on. I thought it was just an extension of pride. You just like shrugged and just kept walking. Like, "Eh." (laughs) it is like nothing out of the ordinary. To be fair, we've had a lot of costumes today. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and and then I announced, uh, gathered everyone around and announced that it was Stumpy John Appreciation Day. Now, what does that mean? That means, uh, well, we got some things in store for you. So, John, what did I hand you first? Because you probably had no idea what was happening. What did you hand me first? (laughs) A sausage? (laughs) No, after that. Uh, I handed you a bunch of stick-on letters. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bunch of vinyl letters, and I was like, oh, okay, well, vinyl letter day, great. <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, you got to lay them out and figure out what they say. Right. Uh, it's and like it, an anagram here. Yep, and it mm-hmm. and it spelled USS Stumptown. <laughs> <laughs> but at this stage, you, you didn't know what USS Stumptown was. No, I had was. no idea. No. Bagel, you know what it's for. Does that not fit it perfectly? Is that the best name? USS Stumptown? You- USS Stumptown for 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 a bike or oh wait Bagel doesn't know no he doesn't know oh Bagel doesn't know no so um going back to before you left mm-hmm. um you had to move house right. we, we'll get into why but you made some comment that you thought. A scooter would be nice to get around town. Yeah, and I looked it? at that that buddy that had a thousand dollars worth of back tax. Right, tax on exactly, well, and just it, <laughs> you know, you were looking at some pretty cruddy bikes. Right. Well, it started one one night when he came to meet me out for dinner. Now, when I go downtown, it's just blocks away. Right. Yeah, just I just take a scooter. scooter. I don't have to worry about parking. I just right. put it in any triangle. You, whatever. You, and you he brought ride, the car and had to keep circling the right. block looking you, for parking. You ride the guinea pig a lot, don't you? Uh, more than anything else. <laughs> <The guinea> pigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he was like, I need to get one of those, because it's just just easier for... So you were looking at buddies, and just, you know, scooters are hard to find. Yeah, they really are. So? Yeah, and Mm -hmm. so you had said you wanted one, but also that you just couldn't afford one right now. You have too much going on Mm -hmm. with losing the house and all that. So I had been secretly plotting for, for a while now. And looking for one, and Emma was helping me. I was sending her ads. I was I was also on a budget. <laughs> I love you, but it wasn't going to pay full price or anything. And you know, Liza had sent me a text, and I go, "No shite, yeah, keep looking, <laughs> shite, keep looking." Um, and in the end, me, you know, when we have to, me and Liza actually work very, very well together. 
And I reached out to a client of mine who I knew had just retired. And it was a machine that I'd known very well that I've looked after for many, many years. And I just said, well, what are you doing with it? And he said, well, I'm going to sell it. And so, okay, very good. Um, can we reach an agreement on the price, which we did, which was certainly in your budget, Liza, mm -hmm. and it needed a little bit of work. Which so, was in your wheelhouse. Which is in my wheelhouse. So Liza stumped up, if you'll excuse the pun, <laughs> for the bike. Um, I stumped up for the tires and the fork seals and the brake pads and all the stuff it needed. Mm -hmm. um, so um, mm -hmm. why don't you put everyone out of your misery, John, and um, tell, uh, tell everyone what we actually provided you with. It's a beautiful silver Suzuki Bergman 400. <laughs> Hooray! Wow. Now, bagel doesn't bagel, make sense. Bagel, can I ride with you, it's please? The USS Stumptown. <laughs> yes. That, that thing sense. is a land yacht. Oh, yeah, it is. It look, I mean, it looks remarkably like a sea do. I think it's, <laughs> more, I think it's more actually of a sea don't. But um, no, it's very, very sea do like. A that, lovely seat. Looks very comfortable. That thing is. But it's better Powerful. than a tiny 125 that would make me look like I was trying to right, and nevertheless, abuse, I mean, abuse a football. And you go on the freeway. Um, <laughs> but you're flat-footing it. And you, I mean, you, you clearly took to it immediately. We did. We liked each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. what are your thoughts on the Bergman's um, bagel? Because Don't it's break a, my heart, bagel. It's a, scoot, <laughs> it's a scooter, but it's, yeah. it's a very much a, you know, a, a Japanese take on a scooter. Yeah, and and it's you know very much a maxi scooter. Um, <clears throat> I I never I've never ridden a Bergman, so I don't Ooh. know a whole oh. lot about them. But they 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 seem like a, a little big for my taste. Um, so I never really had too much interest in them. But I know they're good bikes. I'm sorry, a little big for your taste. What did you come home with recently? Well, I came home with a seven foot ten long majesty. Morphus, <laughs> <laughs> Morphus, sorry. Not yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh and so John, were you just were you like did you believe this was real? No, I was completely blown away. You guys got me completely off guard. I was trying to make you cry. But <laughs> yeah. Your, yeah. Wife, your wife and, said you don't cry. And no. um <laughs> Yeah, and Liza handed you the pink slip straight away so you knew it was legit. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I was completely you guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Well, we take care of our own. And that uh, wasn't it. I gave you cigars. You did. A Cohiba. <laughs> and ones to give away, too, which was even fun. Uh, yeah, a bunch of the cheapest one I could buy to give away and the one and the, the best I could buy. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So there it is. Stumpy John Appreciation Day. John, thank you very much. Oh, we appreciate it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It means a lot to me. So um, let's get into where you've been. Yeah, so... Uh, so for the past three weeks, I was in Florida. My father uh, passed away. He had a massive stroke. So I needed to go back. And uh, I made it there before he died, which was wonderful. Um, glad and so that. we were able to, you know, say our goodbyes and, and be there for my for my uh, sister, my mom, and my niece. And uh, yeah, so that's that's where I was, uh, you know, through the passing and then helping her settle out her affairs uh, moving forward. Now, your dad has a long history with motorcycles. Yeah, it is, uh, you know, and it's funny, it's, you know how dads and sons can be. Uh, motorcycles was the one thing that brought us together all the time. And we didn't cover, what is your dad's name? John. John, okay. Oh, you're a junior? No, actually, on the East Coast, they call me Johnny. 
What? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's, it's so funny. I, I always know when somebody's calling me from New Jersey. They're like, hey, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a junior, but I'm a Johnny. Okay. Um, and I know that, yeah, your dad got you into it. He's got a long history. And I asked you if you would tell us sure. about that and talk about him. It seems, oh, who broke the rule? It's not me. Not, not I. Who broke the rule? Okay. It's my day anyway if I did. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on Johnny. He'll get away with it. So tell us about your dad and um, and his history and, and how he got you into writing. Yeah, it was, you know, I, I spent, it was fun because I was able to spend some time with my mom yesterday and just kind of talk to her about, about his whole writing career. Um, my, it was, it was actually my mom's fault when they were on their honeymoon in 65, I think, uh, they went down to Daytona beach and she forced him to rent a motorcycle. Uh, it was something automatic. That's all I know. And, uh, and he immediately got the bug. I mean, he did not want it. He fought it. He fought it. He fought it. They get it. And he was, it was all over from there. So as soon as they got back to New Jersey, they, uh, he, uh, purchased a small Ducati. And that was his main ride for a couple of years first. What, like, what, what year is this? This was 66. So, Emma, what, what model uh, would that be? Like a Small. 300 something. Yeah, I was going to say it might be one of the original Scramblers or it might yeah. just be a street bike. But, you know, Ducati in the 60s did a range of single cylinder. Yeah. Right, that's what it was. You know, just real nice little bikes, very well balanced. So, he started there. Uh, and then... Uh, you know, you know how motorcycle community is. He got involved in the community and met people and and all that, and then started to uh, started getting into racing. So, his first bike was a five hundred Triumph. The uh, first race bike was a five hundred Triumph. Ooh. And uh, you know, old school guys, they were crazy. So what he did was he stripped all the electrics <laughs> off of it and uh, did two things with it. He he did enduros, hair scrambles, and flat tracks on the same bike. I love awesome. I love when Back we hear about day, that yeah. era. Yeah, when they would ride to the race and then do all racing, and they'd ride all different styles, right. different weekends. I love that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, there's one story my mom told me that um, my grandfather's a little sketchy on the motorcycles, uh, but oh, your he, grandfather rode too? No, he didn't ride, oh, but he oh. was sketchy about my dad riding motorcycles. But one day they were at a party at his house, and he was he had one too many scotch and sodas, and he said he said John, my dad, take him out for a ride. So he took him out, and they came back down the street, and my grandfather was standing on the back. Uh, <laughs> on the back seat. <laughs> so, you know, this is funny. So old Italians. Uh, and then uh, his next bike was, so he got into racing and he got really good, really quick. Uh, so he was uh, really passionate about that. And that was, that was his life. And my, it was funny. My mom and I were talking. He, he was the guy that like, if he didn't find that, God knows what he would have done. And how far was he traveling around the country racing? Do you know? He ra- just raced in uh, New Jersey, Maryland, Pennsylvania, so the East New Coast. York, yeah, okay. the, the district up there. I'm not sure what district that is, but he made it up to. Uh, he got a, he had a number three plate uh, one of the years, so he was Ooh. he was good. So, but eventually he uh, he kept the Triumph, turned that into his flat tracker, and then bought a 360 Husky dirt bike, mm. and uh, and did uh, hair scrambles, enduros, mm-hmm. and early motocross on the on the. So if well, he was a rich history of that kind of riding back yeah. in the day in New yeah. Jersey. Oh yeah, and was he doing like the, the jack pine? Yeah. Yes. He did everything oh, in, in, yeah. in South Jersey yeah. and then rode a lot in, yeah. Pol- in Poconos like the, in New York. And, the Penton stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that was his jam, you know. So about that time, well, I, then I was born and some of my earliest memories are being at the races. So wait, was him. your dad racing with the Pentons? With, with John Penton? I never asked him that. I'd love to know that. I bet you it is he around that have. time. Have he, you seen the Penton documentary? Yeah. Wow, that's what I'm kind of imagining. But that was his. That was what his era. That, that seems that era with what those bikes. Him, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, I mean those guys were they were they were badasses. So, but uh, my first memory was at a racetrack, and uh, and in fact, there's an early picture of me sitting on this husky. That's that's cool. But um, a couple memories I had about that. So th- at the races, especially the well the flat track specifically, they would do all the kids would go out their mini bikes. So I had my first mini bike, and I was two or three something like that and uh so he would run i would i would do like a short track and then he would run on the outside of the short track making sure i didn't crash or i knew when to turn <laughs> so you know so it was funny he was always the guy that was running around i do remember one story at the flat track when i was on the mini bike you know how on on a, i don't know if they do it as much anymore but in old school flat tracks if you were over the, the start line it would make you just circle back around the lines and then come back just a quick little circle around and come back and get lined up right so the starter came to me. I was over the line. He's like, hey, you got to go around. And I'm like, well, okay. So I jammed it and I went around the whole track. <laughs> so everybody's making fun of me. I'm like, man, I just did what you told me to do. I don't know. Oh, he meant like go around. He, meant, around he had to do a, little, do a little loop. And everybody's like, and there he goes. So everyone cheered on me. If they're, they're, I thought I won. <laughs> so. so your dad got you into racing when you were young? He got me into racing when I was young, yeah. See, you don't talk much about yourself. I, I don't know that you raced. Yeah. Yeah. And I did a little club racing, uh, road racing in high school. Were you any good? I was okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I was, I mean, I've always taken to it naturally. Uh, you know, I'm not, I wasn't the best, but I, I could hold my own. Wow. I mean, and that, I'm so envious too, to have that life where you're, you're spending the weekends at the track and you got a dad ready to build you a bike and, yeah. and, uh, so as he was racing, he's also building new bikes? Mini bikes at that time. And teaching you how to wrench? Uh, I wrenched with him a lot. A lot. Actually, well, let, me, let me clarify that. I held the flashlight a lot. <laughs> 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 and I used to get in trouble because, you know, you hold the flashlight. And I was, I was 10 and I started just wandering and I'd get yelled at. Hold it back here. So um, the fr- my first, he bought me my first real bike, which was, a, and this was in, I was 15. It was an IT-175 in, Enduro. So that was my first real bike, wow. and it had lights on it, so I would just ride it on the street. So that was my, my bike to get around on. But a couple other stories about him. So he, uh, my other bike I rode in high school, which he had, and I wish I had this bike now. So one bike, I, it was a 650 Triumph Tiger bobber, but, but natural bobber, not like a factory right. bobber. And I rode that thing in high school, and that was badass that thing was cool i wish i totally wish i had it now but even eventually he bought a 77 bonnie i have a question yeah riding a motorcycle in high school did that help you with the ladies no it went the other direction (laughs) (laughs) helped you with the guys helped me with the guys (laughs) yeah (laughs) didn't help me with their parent the ladies parents either oh wow um but it was you know well, in high school, uh, I had friends of mine that were pro racers. So I would, um, and we lived near Daytona. So a couple, oh, yeah. you know, a couple weeks a year, basically, I'd just skip school with my parents' permission, go to the track wor- <laughs> and work the pits uh, for the, for the, uh, for the racers. So yeah, my buddy had a TZ, TZ750 back when they were really hot. Oh, so it was, yeah. that was fun. But um, a couple other stories about him. So eventually, so as he got older, he was a, he was a, uh, an electrician he worked in nuclear power plants and regular power plants so he kind of after a certain amount of years he sort of just focused on his career which was w- what he should have done and uh but eventually when he had a little money he bought a se- the seven seventy seven bonneville 750 and uh but he never got the racing out of his blood he was a guy that like would go from point a to point b as fast as he could go and that was it so it wasn't about hanging out it was about like let me get there quick so i remember at we went out on a ride at night I was probably 12, 13 on the back of the bike. I was on the back and uh, he was racing some 
<laughs> don't judge him. He was racing some some guys on Jap- Japanese bikes and uh, blew, blew his triumph up. So I was I was like I just couldn't believe. It. But that, I mean, 100, 110 miles an hour on a Triumph Bonneville wasn't wasn't going to do that very long. I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, growing up uh, at the track and seeing your dad racing, did you ever see him in any bad crashes? Not that I remember. And I don't think he had very many crashes, as far as I can tell. He never broke any bones. Um, he always won. So is that the sign of a good mm-hmm. racer or a lucky racer? I think he was lucky. <laughs> Honestly, I think because he, he was a little crazy. <laughs> define well, define well, doesn't, crazy. Doesn't that doesn't that make My a dad, good racer though? He was a, he was a hundred percent or zero. There was nothing in between. So if he was yeah. going to race, he was going to race, and he was racing to win. It was it was right. all out. Yeah. yeah, and that's what made him really good. Wow. Yeah. So you. So yeah, you so he got a Bonneville. He got a Bonneville, and he blew that up, and I helped him rebuild that. Um, That's cool. And he messed up the oil pump. I don't know how it happened. So I remember, also remember him starting it up, taking it down the street, and blowing it up a second time. So <laughs> oh, no, yeah, oh. it was horrible. He was so disappointed. And I'm like, Dad, what happened? <laughs> so, so we had to rebuild it again. So I got to rebuild the Bonneville twice. Um, but it finally got going, and then eventually they moved out to the country and bought a little plot of land in it. And he just kind of stopped riding it, sat out there in the field. And that's the bike I rescued when I was 16, 17. And uh, so eventually that became my my bike. Huh. And uh, we took it up. I fixed the, uh, he blew the top end again. So I fixed the top end, put all the heavy valve springs in it and did everything, you know, they were doing back then and uh, and rode that throughout the rest of my high school years. I, that is so cool that that's what you got to ride. Yeah. yeah the did- first one was, a, the Tiger was a right sh- right hand shift. And uh, if you remember, the old, some of the old Triumphs were, um, yeah, it's right hand. I was yeah. forget. And uh, so it's just a trip to go back from right hand to left hand. And then, but Emma knows exactly what that's like. Yeah. And I mean, having grown up, I was so lucky to grow up when I did mm-hmm. because half of the guys had British bikes with a right hand shift. Right. Half of them had Japanese bikes with a left hand shift. And you had wooden wheels. And I had wooden wheels <laughs> chased by a dinosaur. I might add, um, but we all, ch- you know, we all rode each other's bikes. And when you blow up your bike, you bought whatever was cheap. Right. So whether that was a Bonneville or whether that was a Suzuki, it really didn't matter. You just bought what was going out there. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm completely ambidextrous yeah. when it comes to a bike. It's it's the most wonderful thing. I can jump on my Trident, which is a right hand shift, no problem at all. Um, jump on Rufus, left-hand shift, or the Harley, which is, you know, try and shift through the vibrations. But, um, yeah, it was that time. No, I, 75. I tried to shift my brake lever most of the time. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it, it takes a little getting used to. But 75 was the changeover year yeah. for just about everybody. Yeah, I think the 650 was a 69. Yeah, there you go. That'd be a right-hand shift. Yep. Good bike. Yeah. So, uh, later on in his, his life, when he finally retired, he bought a... Um, a 48 Harley, a 1200. And uh, so he spent the last, he just quit riding a couple of years ago. And uh, he spent the last part of his life loving that Harley and just riding all around on that. So I got a question for you. So at the time when you were younger and having to hold the flashlight and <laughs> going out racing, uh, maybe you didn't appreciate it as much at the mm. time, but how much does that mean to you now? That uh, means everything now. I mean, I, my tattoo I got is, is him. And uh, you know, it's part of the legacy that he that he passed down to me. And uh, do you yeah. think he was good enough 
to be a pro if you didn't yes. have a family? Yes, hundred so percent. Your fault. Your fault. It's okay. probably my fault. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would have been. He would have been a pro, no doubt. He was that good. And did you not get those jeans? Um. No, I was into it. I mean, I, I that was where I was headed. I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call this out here because, um, it's not just one's ability to ride. There's something different. Yeah. About people who race, yep. there's something I always say like like they they don't even think about the repercussions of their actions. They just go, mm-hmm. and it's I don't know if that's something that's right or wrong, you know. Right. But but they definitely don't worry about things. They just go. You definitely are somebody who is more cautious and conservative in your actions. I don't know that you have that death defying gene. I was different when I was a teenager. Were you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> were we all? I mean, we all were. <laughs> still, yeah. Jim, you've just recently become that person. Yeah, but I do it slow. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't do it at 130 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the older you get, the more you think about the ramifications yeah. of crashing. So, but yeah, in high school, I mean, I rode mostly. You know, what it, when I bought the IT, when he bought me the IT, he basically said, look, you need to go ride in the dirt. So I rode in the dirt for about a year and a half before I ever hit the street. Mm-hmm smartest thing he ever did so i just and i would spend every day by myself out in the woods riding bikes and that was that was one of my passions and you guys would go for rides we went for rides uh later in his life yeah did you ever do like you know cross country or any big no he wasn't that that? guy he was uh he was about racing and and about yeah what what did he do for a living he was an electrician oh does that mean he could uh fix any electrical gremlins he was very well clearly very good with electrical gremlins yeah that that especially, that's a good skill to have on those kind of bikes, with Luca, triumphs. Yeah, with Lucas, the yeah, yeah, Prince yeah, of Darkness. I know, I know. And then, uh, so there's a bike that you are going to be getting. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get his uh, his he's his 2010 Harley 48, which is the 1200 Sportster with the big fat tires and stuff. So, so, so it's sitting in Florida right now. And when was the last time you rode it? I rode it. La- I didn't ride it this time. It just wasn't right. Oh, but, um, but the year, the time before I went, I rode it out and took it out. That's that's pretty cool that you're gonna get that yeah. you 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 get in Harley and you got a scooter. Yeah, I did. I got I pretty much got all the flavors now, so that's great. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I know. for you know, for me, because um, you asked, so I was I was 100 in the racing in high school. Um, but then met Melissa and our lives changed. Um, and I went to uh, and I ended up moving to Mexico and doing work on the border mm-hmm. with refugees and sort of my life became much more focused on justice initiatives as opposed to riding, but I always had a motorcycle, so I never gave it up completely, but you know, so I had some regret. I mean, I, you know, I wish I would have got into it cause I did have some, some opportunities to get sponsored in high school, but yeah, my, it, like I said, life took a different turn. You have to make those decisions yeah. in life yep. and those sacrifices. I think to be a racer, you have to make a lot of yeah. sacrifices and yep. have your family make sacrifices yep. as well. Um, here's a question for you. What bike has, you had that you wish you could have again well that's 69 tiger for sure yeah um well john i want to surprise you with no yeah here it comes um and then re- more recently i kind of wish i didn't sell the r9t i had uh that was a, that was a cool bike yeah that's a head turner those yeah. are those are head turning yeah. bikes and that was the one that had the tire problem Right, when we were one of the first times we met. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I remember you, you that came very out to well. Do a ride and then immediately got a flat tire. We, we were going to the thing by the bay with right. uh, um, or, or, uh, what's his name, um, Roland Sands. Yes, 
Yeah, the Roland Sands oh, thing. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. First yeah, and you, you showed up on the BMW and mm-hmm. there was a... I think we saw the nail as you were riding it. Oh, you man, did. And you got yeah. a nail in a tire and you went home, changed bikes, yep. caught up with us. And it was it was tubed, so it was, yeah. I couldn't plug it. Yeah, because spoke wheels. Right. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, R9T is an interesting bike. Yeah. I, I had one recently at the shop and they, they ride great. A lot of power. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that last night, too. I mean, about the bikes I've had, and I wish I still had. I mean, I had an RD400 in high school. I had an right. RD200. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Oh, a little Dyna starter. Yeah, I had an RD125. With a Dyna starter. Yeah. Yeah, those things are great. Yeah, that was a fun little bike. So I I, I wish we still had, had those. But, yeah, I had a Ninja. I had, I mean, I've been through the whole gamut. And you need to get this bike transported from Florida. Yeah, I do. Shout out to anyone who wants to yeah, transport wants to a bike, ride country. a bike from Florida. Yeah, let me know. Wait, I mean, would you ride this bike cross country? I guess yeah, you, you could, could ride sporty. one cross country. Yeah, yeah, Harley Forty Eight. Yeah, just take your time, you know. Yeah. So, what, when we did test ride of Harleys, I think did we take Forty Eights? They're all the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they kind of are. But yeah. It's the no one with the. It has a peanut tank. Although he changed the yeah. tank out, it's got a peanut tank plus the big fat tires. Well, um, right. I mean, the biggest argument against riding that is like like a lot of the sportsters, you know, they've they're slammed on the ground, so they've right. got no suspension at all. Yeah, but at least it's got the big balloon tires, so mm-hmm. you get some sort of bounce some out comfort of the tires. There, yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, and. Um, uh, you know, we mentioned you've been having a uh, a rough year, and we we talked pre- previous about your house yeah. uh, getting red tagged after the storm, which is hard because it's still sitting there. Yes. Um, and you know, you don't like to talk about yourself in general, but I, I wanted to take a minute um, to talk about what you do for a living, sure. Because I don't think everyone here in this room even really understands. Because I started researching you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, first off, John. You have a degree, a couple, right? I have a master's degree, yeah. In? Intercultural studies with an emphasis on ethics. What does that mean? Uh, it means talking about, uh, it's more of a sociological approach to uh, interrelationships across uh, different cultures and boundaries. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. And you started your own company. You, I, yeah, you, I, so I, I've always worked in the nonprofit world. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I realized it was your company. Yeah. Yeah, I was living in East Palo Alto at the time, and I was working for another or- a youth-serving organization, and uh, felt like I wanted to do something that was more focused on economic issues. You're you're a CEO. Uh, yeah, I started, so we launched it, yeah. <laughs> did you did you know that he's a CEO? I, I had cl- no idea. I clean toilets. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, CEO of a very small nonprofit. <laughs> yeah, but so yeah. you had this idea to start an, uh, a nonprofit. Yeah. And what was the goal? So the impetus behind it was growing up working class. Um, and watching my, you know, my dad worked construction for a lot of years before he got into the powerhouse world and, uh, just watch them struggle, you know, and not having food and, you know, just the struggle of the working poor in the U S. So, um, so I've always had a real passion for that group specifically. So when I had the opportunity to launch AbleWorks, um, which is my nonprofit, um, we wanted to focus it on, uh, economic mobility and economic justice issues for marginalized communities. Um, so we launched it in a little community called East Palo Alto, uh, California, which is kind of a historically marginalized community. Um, started out working there and then. Well, which was the murder capital of California? East Palo Alto. Yes. 92. Yes. Uh, 92. Yeah. You know what else is in Palo Alto? 
Stanford, right? Yeah, yeah. People don't think of the murder capital of California and Stanford. Yeah. Well, well, one's on place. one side of the freeway, one's Tec- on the other yeah, side yeah, yeah. of the freeway. Well, technically Palo different, Alto, technically East different Palo cities. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're same same close area. Enough. Yeah, close. Yeah, people don't realize that. So it's and it was a pretty it's a it was a violent community. It's changing a lot because of gentrification now, but it was a very very mm-hmm. violent community when we moved there. And we lived there for about 20 years. Uh, in 06 I, I launched Ableworks and uh, started doing the work there. So now we're regional throughout Northern California, uh, in the Central Valley and in the Bay Area primarily. And we do two things. So we have a program called Future Profits that teaches uh, financial literacy, life skills, and decision-making skills for under-resourced high school students in the schools. Um, so we'll serve around 12, 1,400 students a week uh, during the school year doing that. Uh, yeah. And then we have a, a a new program called Achievable, which is for first-generation college students, walking with them, using a cohort-based model, walking with them through the junior college experience and helping them determine what the next step is, whether it's a career, college, or a certificate program. I see what you did there. Achieve able. Exactly. <sighs> Somebody smarter than me figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> So my so and Melissa, my wife, works for an organization called Abode. She works with the homeless population in Santa Cruz. And it's just amazing that, you know, for a living, you started a business to, you know, help people better themselves mm-hmm. and and get on more solid ground. And then the ground fell away from your house. It's a little ironic, isn't it? And nobody's there <laughs> to help you or give you yeah. any assistance. It was a trip. It was a trip to be on the other side of it because I've done other work in housing throughout the years. I mean, we lived in Mexico. We built 200 homes for uh, refugee families. And uh, did a bunch of, you know, I, I AbleWorks during the foreclosure crisis did uh, homeowner uh, loan modification work for homeowners who were losing their homes. And we saved about 500 homes through that process. Uh, so, but now all of a sudden I'm on the other end of it. I'm calling housing counseling or, organizations and, and trying to figure out what to do and how to dispose of, you know, this property and figure out what the next step is. Yeah, it's quite, quite frustrating. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a trip. And then, yeah, and then your dad <laughs> died it's yeah. like you've just had one struggle after another so it's been quite a year i hope that this helps you through this year and that you remember that you have this community and yeah, we appreciate yeah. you that means uh seriously it means more than i could ever say hope i hope you all see that and know that yeah and thank you for sharing the story of of your your dad and you know what what well, he did and what a big part of uh, you know, as I like to say, cool dad award. Yeah, yeah. Parents that get their kids in a, in a motorcycling, so awesome. He uh, he lived his life to the fullest. So God bless him. You know, ride motorcycles till he's seventy seven years old. Well, good. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thanks, John. Um, Bagel, do you have a ride report for us? Uh, yeah. I I guess I could give a bit of a ride report. So I I did some riding this weekend. Uh, oh, wait, Bagel, before you get into that story, uh, yeah. Jim, you got to go? Yep, I got to bounce. Uh, time to go wrestle alligators. <laughs> <laughs> Other Sunday activities. So anyway, peace, love, and dirt bikes, hey, everybody. Thanks, All right, later. See you, See you Jim. So, See you, Jim. So, Bagel, so your, yeah. your rally. Yeah, I, I did some riding this weekend. Um, I uh, rode down to the Bigwood Six Rally in Eureka, California, put on by the Slug Rocket Scooter Club. And yes, Wait, that's slugs, slugs slug, as in banana slugs. Slug rocket. <laughs> slug rocket. Yes. I love that the scooters come up with the most clever names of stuff. What is a yeah. slug rocket? <laughs> exactly it, what it sounds it's, like. It's, yeah, a, a slug that goes really fast. <laughs> that, that's and, exactly um, what a scooter is. Basically, it is. yeah. <laughs> it's like a stump that goes and, really fast. Uh, 
Yeah, and and it's a great great bunch down there who uh, or who uh, run the Slug Rockets Club, and it's always a fun time going down there. This is my second year I've been down uh, for the rally, and uh, this year they they went all out and had um, they had basically had a, a a private room reserved in the bar on Friday night for our meet and greet, oh, nice. uh, where we met up there, uh, and then and afterwards went to a friend's house for an after party. And how many people came out for this? Uh, there were probably, um, I would say probably about 40 people there and we had close to 30 bikes from what I heard. A question for you. Yeah. How many of them were, uh, let's say Italian scooters? Um, almost all of them were, I believe. Because, uh, you know, when John got his scooter today, he was like, Oh, maybe I can go for a scooter rally. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to break it to him like you broke it to me when I got my elite and said, "Oh, now I can come to rallies." <laughs> I'm not invited, bagel. Well, no, you 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 are welcome. And, <laughs> but, and I, I but, would actually, but? I would yeah, actually, yeah. Invite, I would invite both of you mm-hmm. to get together and go riding with the Santa Cruz Scooter Club on their their monthly rides because you both have scooters and you both should join them because they're a good group. Yeah, all right. Uh huh. But you told me that we're, we're kind of be treat, treated like well. I was going to say what what I said was that at some rallies they, uh, they look down on on Japanese yes. scooters. So you wouldn't ride your Morphus to a rally then? No, Morphus is weird enough. Oh, depends on the rally. Oh, um, yeah. I would if it's a, if it's a a vintage predominant rally, I probably would not ride the Morphus. I'd probably ride either a modern Vespa or bring a vintage bike. Yeah, John. So this is where you learn that. Mm. Uh, many motorcyclists won't wave at you because you're on a scooter, right. and many elitist scooterists won't wave at you. <laughs> Can't win either way, can you? <laughs> if it's not a Vespa, <laughs> just break but, it to you. Uh, so, sorry, but, back to your rally. Thought I was going to be in the so, cool kids. Yeah. So, so in any event, um, so Friday night we um, yeah we ended up uh, at a friend's house uh, having an after party there, and then Saturday morning we uh, had our ride out to well first we met for breakfast. And then had our ride out to uh, the, the campground and rode through the Avenue of the Giants to get down there. Nice. And at, at the end of the Avenue of the Giants, there is a drive-through tree. And we arranged to have our whole group go through the tree. That's great. And uh, took pictures and everything, and that was great. Um, and then uh, rode back to the campsite and had a fantastic evening last night with tri-tip that was fresh cooked on the grill yeah. and salads and baked potatoes and mm. uh, full baked potato bar and everything and, uh they really went all out and and, and set up a great spread for and us and you're packing night. all your camping gear on a scooter yep yep i had my tent sleeping bag <laughs> i had my air mattress but uh it it it, it blew up on me what? <laughs> so oh. I, I had no i had no air mattress i had to sleep on the hard ground oh, no. <laughs> but uh but there were plenty of libations uh last night so so sleeping was not a problem okay do you have a woolly head today bagel a little bit, a little bit, but <laughs> but it was uh, I was good enough to ride home. And, These scooters uh, know how to party, man. They do. Yep. And I rode I rode all the way back today uh, from Eureka. Uh, got in got just just a few minutes late for the beginning of the podcast, but uh, made it back uh, in spite of some really nasty headwinds today. There were like twenty five thirty mile an hour headwinds, like most of the way back. It how, was. It was how nice. far is that from your place? Uh, I think it is. I want to say it's about close to 300 miles oh, to wow. Eureka. Yeah, it's about a six-hour <laughs> ride. So it was it was a long ride, but uh, but it was good. You know, I took it took I five down to uh, 199 through uh, over the mountain, mm-hmm. and then down the coast uh, into into uh, Eureka. 
So I'm uh, curious, when you guys are out on a ride, all you scooters, do you guys wave at bikers? Uh, I do. <laughs> some, In general? Some scooters do, some, some don't. Um, so it, was, it was interesting. I, I was watching the pack uh, as you were riding, and, and a few people would wave at the bikers going by, and some of the bikers would wave, some wouldn't. So it was, you know. Oh, I get to be a, a, sno- uh, what a sobbing scooterist now, don't I? <laughs> you, you could be, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Well, Bagel, but, uh, yeah. you and the, weren't... The distance I just checked is yeah. 303 miles. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, you were not the only one to ride through the Redwoods this True. weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. In fact, John and I went for a ride yesterday. Now, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I tell everyone, and Emma, I know you've heard this before, everyone should have a KLR as their third bike. Why? Because it's <laughs> the one that will always work when you need it, and exactly. it will it will cover... <laughs> Any other bike? So, John, you have a pretty typical. You've got a Triumph Tiger, which could be a touring slash street slash adventure bike. Right. And then you have a uh, DRZ, DRZ, which is a street slash dirt bike. Right. And then the KLR is the backup. For it both. is. Yep. Um, well, you needed it yesterday, did. didn't you? Crazy. Yeah. Well, the bike's been sitting for like two months, so... Yeah, well, those those tigers. If if you got like you need a full twelve amps to start that thing. If you got eleven point five, that, that sucker's not starting, so it would not turn over. Yeah, the they haven't ridden my tiger all winter scenario. Jeez. Yeah, but the so, KLR man, she starts every time, smiles when she does it. So John and I decided just to do a small little ride, a little I call it a mental health ride. Yeah, that would have food in the middle. Mm-hmm. And um, we just we're blessed with this these roads here. Didn't want to do anything too crazy um we ended up doing something a little crazy we did a little adventure ride that i didn't plan on doing so emma we we went riding up the coast and and had a great lunch at this little spot um just up the coast where the gas station is oh i know that and there's that brewery yeah there's the it's highway nine brewery highway one it's the highway one brewery and it it looks like an old like roadside cafe from right. the 1950s. And they have this amazing ba- outdoor patio out the back. So what's and the food like? It's it good. good. We had fish yeah. and chips. It's like fish and chips and burgers and that oh, kind of okay. fairy. And good beer. And there's never anyone there. You, we were there Saturday at lunch. I'm always amazed. Well, that stretch of the coast is... How can you put it? It's a little more bleak. It's beautiful, but it's certainly more bleak than when you get up beyond San Francisco. When you get up yeah. into Marin County, I mean, it's drop-dead gorgeous. But that stretch from Davenport kind of north, it is quite bleak. It's foggy there, yeah. And it's foggy, mm. and it's it's not the most well-traveled part of Highway 1. So that might be why people just don't stop. Yeah. So we had a nice lunch, and then um, immediately from there, you can go up Gazos Creek Road, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite roads. Now, I haven't been up up in the hills, really, in years, uh, not since the fires. So we went up Gazos Creek Road, and I didn't remember there being a split in the road, a fork. We had to pick the right or the left. I went right. So I'm a, this took us deep, deep into the burn zone back from the fire. And mm. because of all the fires... From all our rainstorms, there were so many big yeah. trees that came down and mudslides. Now, full disclosure, there was a sign that said road closed, but, we, you we know, I ignored it. it. <laughs> you know, it, d- ignore all signs, <laughs> obey all chains and gates is my rule. There was no <laughs> gate. So 
we went on down the road. And right. It did become a little bit of an adventure ride. The KLR was a perfect bike for it. I was on my KTM 990. Mm-hmm. Um, and the road was just, you could tell it had just been just eaten up. There was lots of dirt on it from where just the, the hillside came down. Lots of big trees that had fallen over and were just stuck on other trees and hadn't finished falling. And then just stumps and, and branches that they had cut just to reopen it and le- left it there. Because uh, really, it doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. It just... It goes up into the sail site, but to be into the burn zone like that it was really crazy to be amongst these giants with just black scorch marks. Um, but then there was also so much greenery that and was I was going to ask up. you, is there science, signs of rebirth? Oh, yeah, so much greenery yeah. growing back up. And it reminds you that that is just the natural, I mean, cycle for the big forest. It actually needs those, those burns. But, um, it was really cool to just go up in there and then we get to a dead end. We had to turn around and come back, but it was exploring. I didn't know where, what, where we were, Mm -hmm. where we were going. Yeah, I was looking on the map. There's there's a road that comes off of Gazos Creek called Old Woman Creek Road. Is that it? (laughs) That's probably it. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Wow. Um, I think we were riding alongside Gazos Creek because there was a creek down below, and you could just see some parts of the road. It, it, the 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 hillside had collapsed right up to the road, and it's just traffic cones to remind you that there is a drop off at the edge of the mm. pavement. Um, so that was really cool, and we continued up. Um, uh, we went back around and all the way up to Skyline and Alice's Restaurant, which is a kind of a famous uh, haunt here motorcycle. Mm-hmm destination up on skyline boulevard um this would be kind of like um uh, for somebody going to the dragon or something like that where like everybody convenes car clubs motorcyclists everybody and if you stay there long enough you'll see some idiot go by and get pulled over or <laughs> you know because <laughs> everyone goes way too fast um and we, we got a little snack and chatted and then we continued um riding Down back skyline. home yeah. and you know um that road we went on that uh, that was a perfectly brand new paved road. It was, it was the other end of Skyline. Yeah. Uh, the other oh, end of wow. Skyline. Now, I remember it being a bit of a goat trail right. where it was a bumpy was. kind of broken road that you had to be careful with a lot of tight, tight turns and blind corners. Mm-hmm. So you take it just nice and easy and you don't go too, too hard because it's just an old road. And it had been repaved brand new like a racetrack with bright with big white lines on both sides wow and it was amazing there's so many blind turns there though but yeah Yeah. blind turns you got to be really because it's a small road was was this north of alice's the south south we were coming back it was between 17 and alice's yeah oh wow when you're heading towards is it bear creek road yeah, that's a great stretch. Uh, you head over over where nine crosses sky, uh, and then this yeah. head this yeah. ends up where Mountain Charlie Road starts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there was only one. Uh, I hate this when we were coming up through La Honda, and you get a lot of the sport bike riders riding, and of course we're going up now. I, I, my life wasn't at risk here because I kind of saw them coming, but two guys passing cars across a double yellow, right in a forty-five zone, in, in a forty-five zone in a turn, yeah. and we're coming yeah. up, and I'm and so they're in my lane. I'm like, come on, really, Jesus. So you know, I just had to yield to give them room, but it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Right. You just you don't need to Bone do heads. that. Yeah, I mean, there could be a truck coming the other I way. I say that, and I've been that person. So I know, we all have. <laughs> I know. I've been that person. God, God, don't pass on blind turns. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. but that whole ride just really like um, just really squirrely tight turns, and mm-hmm. just the perfect paved road. Man, I'm gonna have to ride down there just so I can just so I can ride that with the fresh pavement on it. That sounds so great. The yeah. only <laughs> problem is there were cars. Yeah. Well, of course. Every now and then a car coming around a corner and right. you have to be careful. Yep. That you because yep. they are blind turns, there's uh there's no line down the middle, right? Mm-mm. No. Just a black tarmac with light white lines remind you not to go over the edge. And you have to make sure you're keeping an eye line around as much as you can and Right. But other the car other cars know to kind of stay to the right and there wasn't there wasn't mm-hmm. an issue, no scare. What a great ride though. It was beautiful. What a yeah. great day. The weather's great right now, too. And it's been a long time so, since I've done that, where you really kind of have to work a little bit in the turns and really stay stay on it, and, you know, and not make any mistakes. How did you feel? It came back to you? A little rusty? Oh, definitely rusty. Yeah. Definitely. Like, um, I, I just, I don't have that in me. I was thinking about that. Like, I used to ride these roads all the time, 20 years right. ago when I moved here. And you'd go up there and you'd really but, hit it hard. And I'm like, I just don't have but, that in me. You know, I've I need to start getting out a little bit next couple of weekends because I've been super busy at the shop. And guess where I'm going in a month? Oh, over to the Dolomites. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's came so I need I need to get my cornering game back up, back get, up. Get how, how many routine. people do you guys end up with there? Twenty one. That's awesome. Oh yeah. What'd you say, Bagel? So you have to get a workout routine to get your get your uh, skills back up. Absolutely, you bet I do. Yeah. You know, I've been yeah, I was, I was so busy at the shop. Weekend. It's just I don't get as much time to ride as I I want to. You know, I think yeah. both John and I really haven't ridden much since our rally. <laughs> right. So it was just one of those like mental health rides. It just felt good Great. to get out and do it. And boy, um, I love. I love my tri- my uh, KTM SMT 990. Yeah, I got to ride it. In fact, John got to ride it. Yeah. yeah you it never fun. wound it up. I did once. I was like, you need to wind that, it up. That bike has got a lot of power. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I was super impressed. I love the, the I love the V-Twin. It's so just lumpy and torquey. It's so much fun. Yeah. To me, it's, it's a precision power machine. It really is. Yeah. And capable of serious long distance. I mean, you know, we... We talk about it often, but that trip you and me made to Los Angeles, it's a true 100-mile-an-hour tour. Yeah. And, in fact, I rode your, your KLR for a bit. You did. And um, yours went 80 comfortably. I was riding, you know, yeah. comfortably 80. It felt good. Um, but it's the same thing. The KTM gives me the feelies, and the KLR just gets the do- job done. Yep. And gets, the do- right. and gets the dog done as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. Um, so, a good ride Great. there. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just nice to get, get, get back into it. I need to do that it's more. It's finally summer. You need to do that more. John, Yep. I'm going to uh, prescribe you. Hmm. Uh, you need to do a ride once a week mm. uh, to help get you through this year. That's a great prescription. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I need you to get at least thirty minutes in the saddle every week, mm-hmm. and uh, it just makes all the things go away. It does. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, and now you've got the perfect land yacht to do it. I do. <laughs> I'm the coolest guy in Santa Cruz now. You? Oh, by far. You're riding it home tonight. I am. Nice. 
Need to get a ship spell for it. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like you... a foghorn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is kind of cool to have a Bergman in the family. We've always kind of joked about him, but now we have mm. one. No, I mean, the fantastic machine. It's great. I mean, yeah, it's, and it's very you, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. Well, and, uh, Johnny Bergman. Hey, that's your new name. You're Johnny, Bergman. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Bergman. Johnny Bergman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Johnny Bergman. Speaking of keeping it in the family, um, you know, I put a call out for people to send us pictures of them uh, with their new T-shirt on. And somebody sent us one. Oh, good Oh, Yes. Uh, this is our friend Ken. He says, hey, you asked for some pictures in the new Motorcycles and T-shirt. Here I am with a few no, selections from my stable. Love the new shirts. Emma, I need you. Unless, John, can you identify these bikes? That looks like a CB750 to me right there. Uh, I want, I want With a Vetter fairing. Here, Emma. Identify right. all the vehicles in this picture. I think okay. I see a BMW in the back. Let me have a look. No, that is a GS750. Oh, okay. That is a GS750. And that Vetter fairing that, um, is is like the... Can I, the, can, the, the can I see screen? the other picture? Yeah, that's an early windjammer. That's mm. with that... Uh, God, that, the other one's even worse. The one at the back... <laughs> it's definitely a GS750 in the front and a nice early one as well because, you know, it's got the single disc and the spoke wheels. The bike behind might be another GS, but I need to see it. And what about the other vehicle in the picture? Looks like a, uh, looks like a Vicky. A scroll to the right? Oh. Yeah, what's that? Oh, it's Model A. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's Model A. And do, how handsome does he look in that T-shirt? With all those bikes, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a happy fellow. I, th- I feel like he put he pulled all the vehicles out to take a photo with the t shirt. So thank you, Ken. I really appreciate that. We're enjoying it. Oh, uh, Lizzie, you just had a message from Kathleen next door, and she oh. says I'm about to boil the artichoke. <gasps> oh, oh, you guys don't know. You don't <laughs> know. We have an artichoke plant. It has taken two oh, yeah. years to grow three artichokes. One of them, I think, finally <laughs> finally got big enough to eat. This is a big deal. So, no, she's boiling it now. Oh, I want some. Nice. I just I want wanted some. to point that out to you. Actually, I am going to take it back. This, I can't see the back wheel on this bike. So, theoretically, it could be a GS550. And I don't know. I'm just getting kind of GS550 flavors out of it. He hasn't given me a lot to work with because his legs in front of the rear wheel, and I can't see the tail bump because of the saddlebags on it. It is either a GS750 or a GS550. Oh yeah, see, it's not a Honda. It's a GS because that small little cover would yeah, be yeah, Suzuki, yeah. right? Yeah, no, it's it's a GS. It's either a 550 or a 750, and I'm not sure which at this stage. I think. God, it kind of could be a five fifty. Four and a one is crazy. It's four and four. It's four into two, darling. Is it? Yeah. On the one in the front. Mm, yes. They look like they all come down into one. No, it's sure? four into two. No, actually, I think it's two, I think it's five fifty. Oh, also, I I spy on here. He on both bikes. He also has the original Vetter luggage. That yeah, like he's, he's got the maintaining uh, it. Oh, yeah. It's not even the feeding. lozenge shaped luggage. 
That is cool. Yeah, that's that's a wild collection. All right. Well, thank you, Ken. Yeah, and thanks, Ken. We got another email that you got. Yeah. It's a little bit longer, but it's it a little bit longer. Needs, so needs our advice. Okay, I'm going to get through it as quickly as I can. This is from Will, either Christman or Christman. Yeah, Christman. Christman. Um, hello, Misfits. I was hoping hey, you Will. might have hey, a Will. few minutes to help with a sanity check before I pull the trigger <laughs> on an upgrade bike N plus one. Yeah. Um, I currently ride my beloved blue 2013 Ninja 650 OBS, which is kitted out as much as possible Uh as a sportish touring machine. Um, So in 2017, while on an extended Let's Reset Life cross-country motor camping trip, I found myself in an uncomfortable predicament when riding back from CA to my now former home in Kentucky to get back to work on time. As I began my stab backies through the southwest... Nearly 30 minutes into Arizona, a nice man at the Arizona Highway Patrol car stopped me and advised very strongly that I turn back to the extreme heat I was heading into. If it's too hot mm. for the CRJs to take off, it's too hot to ride through. What's CRJ? Is that the regional jet, the Canadian ones? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, the only mm. safe option was to roughly back the way I came, west of CA, then back up north to Oregon and Washington, back east through a more northerly approach, or a more orderly approach, if you're that way inclined, darling. <laughs> During that condensed little slog back east, I completely fell in love with the iron butt style of long-distance riding. Mm. Oh, can nice. I can I mention, speaking of which, I had dinner with Wendy Crockett this week. Oh, fantastic. Oh, cool. Yeah, I had a great time uh, iron, talking with her. Iron butter she is. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, she's going to be at Vintage Days right. hanging oh, cool. out with us. Oh, very cool. Oh, cool. Well, she's great nice. company. Yeah. Anyway, during that condensed slog back east, I completely fell in love with the Armbet style of long-distance riding yeah. and happily rode a smidge over 1,500 miles in 24 hours out of the gate, even if it was wow. out of necessity. My Ninja 650 is a fantastic bike, and after eight years of trouble-free fun, I have no real complaints. Having said that, I've been eyeing a proper shaft-driven sport tourer for a while, and it's come down to three that I've found obtainable near me. Item number one, 2016 Yamaha FJR 1300 ES, great prize, 19,000 miles with service records, and my favourite of the three, by all regards, incredibly reliable and fun. There is a caveat. 2016 Kawasaki Connie, uh, 14, good price, 31,000 miles, no available factory crews, more complicated valve adjustment work, and 2014 BMW R1200 RT, it's an okay price, 60,000 miles, but by last choice, about hearing too many stories of suspension and shaft. Insert Mm -hmm. Isaac Hayes song here, (laughs) drivetrain issues. (laughs) I'm nearly ready to commit to the FJR, but I wanted to ask your opinion first. In 2016, when Yamaha started shipping FJRs with six-speed transmissions, there was a defect with second gear that prompted a recall. Has anyone, particularly Miss Emma, heard any FJR transmission horror stories post-recall? So let's talk about this recall, because it isn't actually that old. Oh, and I would like to say, um, Wendy Crockett has an FJR 13. Yes. That's what she she she, she actually iron-butted out from South Dakota so, uh, to meet me. Yeah. Um, Crazy. The actual recall started because of concerns of all places in Australia. Um, it spread worldwide. It actually affects all FJRs from 2016 to 20 sec- 
2020. And it was so severe that Yamaha actually, or shall I say Yamaha under instruction from NHTSA, who is the National Highway Transport and Safety. Traffic Safety Administration. um, Advised people just to park their FJRs till they had the recall done. And you've got a gear set. Now, um, very similar recall was done on the R1s for uh, 2016, of which I did a ton of them. Um, I haven't heard of any problems with the FJRs post-recall. I think a couple of engineers lost their jobs at Yamaha because, you know, I mean, here we are in the 21st century, 20 years into it, and you should be designing transmissions that could handle second gear. Um, But, you know, it's funny. Yamaha and second gear. Don't Don't need it. (laughs) <laughs> it goes back a long way. You've you've seen my seventy nine XS eleven hundred mm-hmm. plagued with second gear problems. You know my RD two hundred hmm. second Se- gear problem. Yep, yep. All of them. You did. know my Yamaha. Yes. No second gear problem. <laughs> no, but it has other problems. <laughs> yes. Not least being, it looks like a giant clown shoe. <laughs> a sapphire clown shoe. It is a sapphire colored clown shoe. So, and I, I just wanted to comment on these choices. The Concourse, the Connie is is a great bike, um, and so is the the BMW. One the, th- that's my least favorite as well, and I'm going to come to that. So, um, here we go. So, other than this, um, where are we? Uh, okay, it is. This particular FJR has only ever been serviced by a well-regarded dealer and currently has logged 7,000 miles post-recall work. Other than this, the Gen 3 FJRs look to be pretty solid machines. Alternatively, is there a reason I should go with a Connie or the RT? I work in information security, not dentistry, so the BMW might not be for me. <laughs> no, we already decided that the BMW, who was that for? The, of the LGBT crowd, <laughs> which was the BMW. Bye. Uh, was that the the closet? Yes. The closet. Anyway, I've been a faithful listener since the days of Lucas doing his best Duke Nukem with "I've Got Balls of Steel." I've got balls <laughs> of steel. But it's been a hot minute since I've written. <laughs> Many apologies for the long email. Oh, don't apologize, darling. I greatly appreciate the insight and entertainment. After I upgrade, I'm planning another Western trip, so I'll be sure to drop by the garage and buy tacos and beer. Oh, good oh. So all three of these bikes have drive shaft, yes? Yeah, and you know what my obvious choice for him would be? But it was discounted because um, drive shaft versus 1,000. God, that's a fucking great bike. Mm. But it's chain drive. You need more wind protection than for an iron butt. I am. I'm going to throw in the curveball here. I actually don't like FJRs that much. Hmm. I appreciate their technology. I think they are marvelous bikes. But just, just, I don't know. It's like you can be presented with somebody who's, you know, world-class surgeon. He's got, you know... Um, the greatest personality, wears all the right clothes, drives the right car. It's just something that you don't like about him. I, I'm just going to say, though, 
Wendy Crockett has proven no, that proved, that's an exceptional bike. She's got two no, of them. No, it is. So you're talking and, and style she's, she's more than substance? No, there's just, there's just. I'm just saying, she is a mechanic. She has chosen that bike and. Right, right, right. It and it's, and it's an amazing bike. It is an amazing bike. Um, the new Connie's, the newer Connie's are I too. Friggin' love Connie's. The new Connie's the Gen are a great bike. Connie's. God, that's a good bike. 1400? Yeah. Yes. And the thing is with Connie's, it was a classic Kawasaki thing that the Gen 1s hung around, just stuck around forever. From like 80, 86, 87. To 2006. To 2006. And they changed it a little bit. But you're only talking a little bit. You know, they changed the diameter of the front wheel and changed this and this. But it was minor changes. Yeah. And it, all the time, you know, the, the bike basically paid for its own development costs yeah. over and over and over again. And so when they came out with a Connie, 400, Connie 14... Had all the bells and whistles, because all the development costs had been paid by the Gen One, and it is an amazing bike. Is it just a punched out thousand, or is it a separate motor? No, it's its own thing. Wow. It's its own thing. So I am going to speak on behalf of the BMW. Oh, don't! And here is why: I believe that you are thinking strictly mechanical. No. Okay. I am going to come at you with something that I think BMW does best. And that is aerodynamics, the and ergonomics. BMW puts a lot of effort into that. And when you are doing long distance riding, yes, aerodynamics and ergonomics can be the difference. No, they can. And but that is something my- they do very good. And I can tell you on my RT, which didn't look like it didn't come out like a golden like giant fairings, but just these subtle little shapes in the fairing. Oh yeah. And I could ride in the rain and not get wet. It just cast it around you. Even the, the placement of the mirrors perfectly kept my my hands dry the way it was. Also, I could ride and put a a can of Coke on the tank while on the freeway and it would not go anywhere because there was no wind buffeting right in front of me. So hmm. something to take into account. I, I cannot comment on the Conair and the FJR how well they are long oh. distance riding for, for wind resistance, but BMW understands that also body position, taking all the stress off of your elbows and, and back. We, so we, something to consider. We haven't been any help for him at all <laughs> no because they're all capable bikes i think yeah. it's really going to come down to i don't think the opportunity of what you find at the right price get the but, connie but also what fits you right you're gonna have to sit on them and feel which one fits you right i'm gonna read between the lines i think will's already talked himself out of the bmw yeah so it's between the connie and the fjr no but i just talked it back in and <laughs> no, he's talked himself out of it. I guarantee that. And you know, the truth is, Will, they are both great bikes. I want to make absolutely clear that my point of view with the FJR, it's, it's just my point of view. It's an amazing bike. It's just, from a preference point of view, God, the Connie or the FJR? No, I like those Connies. Yeah. So there you go. You've got a lot yeah. of options there. They are all capable bikes. Here's a um, here's a little tip. You can go to the Iron Butt Association's website 
and people have logs of their accomplishments uh, at Iron Butts, and you can they state which bike they're riding. And um, it is FJR heavy. Yep. It's, so it, that is why you can see what's really good. They've figured it out. Yeah, you will it, and I guarantee you, when you look at the 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 really high mileage FJ uh, Iron Butt people, it is heavy with FJRs. But you might find you fit a Connie better. You might find that you fit the FJR better. Um, they are front. Both of those bikes are enormously front heavy, and it's something you really have to get used to. Certainly after your Ninja 650, which is actually quite light on the front. Um, the FJR is particularly heavy-footed on the front. Well, the Connie a little less so. Um, Bagel has a question. He raises yes. his hand. Yeah, well, I just wanted to make a point that it if you're going to be using these bikes for a long-distance uh, riding, touring, iron butt riding... Um, I, I think you really should ride them, not just sit on them and, you know, go to Twisted Road or some other uh, motorcycle oh, rental to see if you can find what you can rent and test it out, put it through its paces, see what you think, because that's really what's going to make the decision for you is how you feel when you're riding it, especially hey. for long distances. Hey, Emma, how many um, highway patrol units are using Connie's or FJR's versus BMW? Um. Well, oh. California Highway Patrol uses Connie's. Do they? Yeah. CHP. Mm. I you, thought they were on BMWs. No. They, they were on R1150s. No, they, they're on K-bikes for a while, too, weren't they? Yeah, yeah they're they on K-bikes. BMWs no, a long time. Um, CHP like, the, like their Connie's. Really? Um, local police and um, some enforcement agencies like BMWs. There are still some hang-ons with Harley Davidsons. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. We are no help at all. But I, I think um, if any of those were a bad decision, we would tell you. I think they're all they're all good calls. Oh, they're they're all great. I, I, I really, I'm going to go back to whichever one you can get the best deal on. I think that's the opportunity. Yeah. So there you go. Well, um, we're doing a short show tonight. Um, John, because it's really just all about you, like and me. you don't like to talk about yourself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, no, I mean... It's, it's short like you. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, as I said to you earlier, John, I mean, you have come a long way personally yes. with us at the Misfits. I mean, you've kind of come into yourself a bit, and I know you've gone through a great many changes on how you look at life and how you look at other mm -hmm. people since you've been hanging out with us. Yep. And we wanted to recognize that. Yeah, it means a lot to me. Yeah. And also we wanted to teach you how hard it is to get rid of glitter, uh, which, you, <laughs> dude, it's you're going to find it everywhere. If anybody asks, it was not with a bunch of strippers. Just so you know, your, your face is <laughs> glimmering right now. Oh, you yeah. got glitter bombed in your face. I did. <laughs> yeah, and, and I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we big such a big day today. So many people came down. Thanks to everyone who came yeah, down. Yeah, it was great. It was pre. I'm going to say it. It was pre-pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. Uh, Relda and Marcus came down, and Relda. new guy Nick came down and yes. hung out. All sorts of people. Yes. I, lots of people whose names I don't even know. Some new but folks. They just new folks, old folks. In. Oh yeah. Just showed up. But great. It's just. Good weekend. Um, I think that we'll do announcements. Oh, I, I have an announcement. Oh, 
this is kind of a big announcement. It's really? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's a little premature, but that's okay because we have already locked in our dates for our 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 rally next year. Oh, we have. Awesome. We Ooh. have we have secured uh Hollister Hills again. That's great. And now you want to know when it is and I don't remember. <laughs> You remember what month? Is it March again? Uh, I'm I'm frantically trying to find it in my email. Uh, So I can tell you, but I just wanted to make sure you guys knew that we, we, we locked it in. It's, it's, it's happening. Um, Nice. Yeah. Oh, and Emma, just to remind you that you have some ask Miss Emma emails to answer. I know which I will be getting to maybe tonight, more likely tomorrow. Um, no, we'll be making more announcements, but I'm just saying we, we're, we're locked in. It's going, it's it's happening already. We're working on it already a year ahead of time. Um, Vintage motorcycle days. Woo-hoo. Uh, yeah. It's coming yeah. quick. You going to make it big? I'll be there. You are, are you coming. I'm, 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 I'm taking the van out. So All you're right. coming for sure. I need to put your name on yep. the list. Yes. Yes. Please do. I will be coming. Okay. That's great. Oh, you're bringing off. the van so you can buy stuff. Uh-oh, yeah. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm planning on bringing a bike. Um, Okay. I'm hoping to get one of the CT70s running to bring it out there because I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's rare. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, we got Arma coming up and Moto America and Vintage Days. We got so much going up. So, uh, yeah, we're just so back in it. Um, I think we're ready to get out of here. Thank you to our listeners and our Patreon subscribers. Keep sending us some emails. Ken, thank you for sending the picture of you in the T-shirt. I appreciate it. I'd love to see some more as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'll say if you haven't yet, please leave a review for us and let uh, more people know about our show. Um, Thanks to Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we're ready to get out of here. So go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com. You can find some t shirts there. I got to go pack up a t shirt now. I'm still selling some of, uh, I got two different styles there available. Um, and you find links to everything there. And uh, that's it. All right. Um, Thank you, everyone. Let's get out of here. This is Liza. Glitter John. (laughs) (laughs) It's Johnny (laughs) Bird. Emma, darling. Vagal. And we are out of here. Cool, 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 cool.